Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Good morning, my friends. Got a good hot cup of coffee and a dark tale of Bloody Route 66 to share with you this morning. Shout out to Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew for our theme song. If you need a theme song for your grand adventure on the back roads of America or some road trip inspiring tunes, take a listen at roadcrew66.com. This morning we're wrapping up our series of true crime stories from Route 66. And we don't want you to think that all these uh, murderers were wandering Route 66 just in Missouri. This one comes to you from California. And it's about a fellow named Arthur Eggers. He's the type of fellow, if you met him on the street, you wouldn't even give him a second look. Just an average Joe. The story starts in 1946. A rather bizarre and gruesome story it is. On January 2nd, 1946, hikers discovered a woman's body minus head and hands wrapped in a blanket near the rim of the world highway in the San Bernardino Mountains, north of San Bernardino, California. A forensic Investigators estimated the body had been dumped less than two days before discovery, and Arthur Edgars of Temple City had reported his wife missing shortly after the story appeared in the newspaper. Detectives immediately assumed that the body was that of Dorothy, Edgars' wife. They confirmed their assumption when they talked with her doctor and learned that she'd recently had minor surgery on her foot, which resulted in a scar identical to that found on the body. An autopsy determined that the cause of death was a bullet through the heart, one of two gunshot wounds. According to the missing persons report filed, Edgars had last seen his wife three days before at about 9 a.m. At the time of the disappearance, Edgars and his wife, two of her nieces, and a renter by the name of Loomis, lived together in Temple City, a suburb of Los Angeles, and Edgar was employed at the Temple City substation of the sheriff's office. Within hours after the murder investigation began, Arthur Edgars became the primary suspect. Witnesses, including Loomis, testified that the Edgars' marriage had been rocky. Investigators also learned that on January 4th, Edgars had sold his wife's engagement and wedding rings to a jeweler on Colorado Boulevard, Route 66, in Pasadena, using an assumed name and fictitious address. Edgars explained that he knew employees in the sheriff's office were suspicious of him, and his wife's rings might implicate him if they were discovered. He stated that he found the rings in a bureau drawer after her disappearance. Most damning of all was Edgars' initial interaction with the sheriff's office in San Bernardino. 
After discovery of the corpse, he visited the station, was interviewed by a deputy, and left without viewing the body. He then called Loomis and asked that he call Dorothy's brother to tell him that the deceased was not his wife because the feet were too large and the body too thin and tall. A few weeks later, he sold his car to an officer and co-worker. That proved to be his downfall. Shortly after purchase, the officer found dried blood in the trunk, a discovery that led to the issuance of a search warrant for the Eggers' home. Additional blood stains were found in the garage and bathroom, and during the trial, a neighbor testified that on January 3rd, she had seen Edgar scrubbing the trunk of the car and the garage floor. Edgar's was arrested on January 22nd. In a statement to the police, he wrote detailed directions to the locations along Route 66 in the Cajon Pass, where he had dumped the gun and the saw he used to dismember the body, and later he would provide directions to where he had dumped the hands and head during his drive. In another interview, he told the officers that he removed the rings sold in Pasadena from her body. The gun and the saw were recovered. The body parts were never found. In the teeth of the saw were blood, flesh, and bone fragments. In the handle of the saw were his initials. During the trial, a ballistics expert testified that the bullets found in Mrs. Edgar's body were fired from the recovered gun and a niece identified the blanket in which the body had been wrapped as belonging to Dorothy and Arthur. After his arrest, Edgars confessed, but then began changing his story often, and during the trial began giving rambling testimony. As recorded in court transcripts, Edgars had an argument with his wife about her infidelity and said, I'm going to fix that old doc from ever coming back here again. He got his gun from a dresser and struggled with his wife during his attempt to leave. I was trying to shove her away and she was trying to pull me and then we fell in the bathroom and the gun went off. Edgar said that he only remembered one shot. Afterward, he found himself sitting on the toilet seat crying and scared and then I know I got in the car and somebody else was in that car and kept saying, she's in back, she's in back. He never identified the other person and he claimed that he drove to Long Beach, where he stayed until daylight, and after returning home, he went to his bedroom and slept. When questioned about his failure to seek medical assistance for his wife, he said, I do not know whether she was hurt badly or hurt at all, but I got an idea she was shot, and the next thing I know, I was in the car. Bizarrely, during the trial, he said that he believed his wife was still alive. During the trial, he also stated that he found the gun and saw at his house several days after his wife had been shot, and afraid he would be blamed for the murder, disposed of them on a drive east along Highway 66. Arthur Edgars was convicted of murder in the first degree, and he was given the death penalty. In his appeal, a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity was entered with a motion for a new trial. Following the overruling of objections and denial of the motion, the jury found that Eggers was sane at the time of the crime. On October 15, 1948, Eggers was executed in the gas chamber of the state penitentiary. Well, my friends, that wraps up our uh, 
Tales from Bloody 66. These are excerpts from one of my books that came out in October 2019. Murder and Mayhem on the Main Street of America. Tales from Bloody 66 by Rio Nuevo Publishing. Well, next week we'll start a new series. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of quirky automotive history. We're going to start out with the story of two classics from the 1970s. The Gremlin and the Pacer. I think you'll find that pretty interesting. That's uh, Monday morning, six thirty Mountain Standard Time on Wake Up with Jim. Uh, Sunday morning at uh, seven o'clock Mountain Standard Time, we have Coffee with Jim here on Podbean, and I do hope you can join us for this. We're going to have an interactive, fun-filled little half hour discussing food. We're going to talk about places like uh, Gobblers, Gobble till you wobble in uh, Gaylord, Michigan, and some great Route 66 places. And I would really like to hear your suggestions for great places to eat while on a road trip. Uh, So I hope you can join us for those programs. Until we meet again, my friends, I want to bid you uh, adios. Here's to a great weekend. And we hope we didn't cause too many nightmares with our stories this week. Uh, speaking of road trips, I want to give a shout out to this morning's sponsor, which is Root Trip USA, the bespoke road trip specialist for a grand holiday adventure in the United States or Canada. Just like us, these folks test the pillows and taste the enchiladas. You're assured of a memorable road trip when you book a holiday with Root Trip USA. Well, my friends, Until Sunday morning, Coffee with Jim, I bid you adios. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories Into mysteries unknown Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America